any means necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sean Blackman, here with Jackie Lukeman. And as always, we are your guide for connecting the political, social, and economic movements shaping the world around us. And today we're talking about the Nakba and other uh, developments in the world of the Palestinian liberation struggle. And we're very happy to be joined for this conversation today by Asa Winstonley, an investigative journalist and associate editor with the Electronic Intifada. And you can check out his work at asawinstonley.substack.com. Asa, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be with you again, Sean. Absolutely. And, you know, Asa, uh, here recently, Palestinians all over the world and uh, people who are uh, sympathetic and active in the Palestinian solidarity movement have recently marked uh, a Nakba Day, which is an important not only sort of historical observance for the Palestinian people, but I think a sort of important reminder about uh, some of the real context and substance of not only the Palestinian struggle of the past, but really how that very same fight and movement continues on to this day. And so I was hoping you could begin, Asa, by sort of explaining what is uh, uh, the Nakba and why is this day marked every year? Nakba is Arabic for catastrophe, and it marks the anniversary every year as a commemoration of really the destruction of Palestine in 1948, when Palestine was literally wiped off the map with the founding of Israel. So the May 15th, 1948, the day after the declaration of the State of Israel. And Palestinians commemorate this day because the foundation of Israel was only possible because of uh, a massive act of ethnic cleansing. And Palestinians were kicked off their land, they were kicked out of their houses, there was massacres, there were there are still mass graves being uncovered in historic Palestine until this day. And so the ethnic cleansing of some eight hundred thousand Palestinians from the land of Palestine is something that is marked every year in Palestine, in the West Bank, in Gaza, all over historic Palestine uh, as a, a commemoration. And it's it's not just a matter of history because the Nakba really never ended. The Nakba should be understood not only as a um, historic occurrence, but as an ongoing process that Palestinians are still being kicked off out of their homes uh, until this day. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And it seems to me, Asa, that the Israeli government is trying to complete the Nakba. And, you know, you talked about the uh, expulsions, the um, uh, destruction of uh, entire communities. I mean, this kind of thing doesn't happen without uh, some type of footprint, some type of documentation, some type of evidence that it has happened. Where is the evidence that people can use uh, to go back and prove and say this is what was done? Because this seems to be an, always a part of the discussion of the Nakba every year. It's countering the misinformation and the lies and the complete cover up of 
uh, the Nakba that has been carried out by the uh, settler colonial Zionist project. What, what do you say to people? Where can they go to get information to learn about, you know, the concrete history of what the Nakba is, how it started and how it is continuing to unfold? Well, these days there's quite a lot of uh, resources that can be accessed, um, you know, as well as books, websites, and information. There's um, I, a website that I recommend it quite a lot is um, PalestineRemembered.com because it has it um, lists the information about the Nakba, sort of village by village and town by town, and it's it shows up there and that really that website is 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 excellent because it collates different academic sources um uh, the you know the books that are usually recommended are um ilan pape's book the ethnic cleansing of palestine it's a really good book um it, i mean it, it's it's uh, it's horrifying it's it's hard to sort of say it's a good book in the sense of it being a good read but it's it's a brilliant work of history um and then there you know he's of course ilan pape he's a dissident israeli historian who you know went into the archives the israeli archives and it's all there you know and um and he is someone who is an anti-zionist historian and of course there are historians like um benny morris who is who is a zionist and he's um quite frankly quite a, a racist anti-palestinian historian um, and he he justifies the nakba but he he in his books that he shows that it did take part Take, take place and that it was um, something which happened and that it was quite deliberate um, so but his the, his books do still have uh, quite a you know good historical basis to them um, Ilan Pape when it, like I mentioned he went into the Israeli archives but he also relies on Palestinian oral history and he and he thinks you know he, he emphasizes the importance of Palestinian oral history and the fact that we need to believe palestinians essentially that it's you know it's not we shouldn't have to wait until uh, things are revealed in the israeli archives because they're often just confirming what um, palestinians have been saying for a long time um, and there's also uh, palestinian historians like uh, nerma salha is an excellent palestinian historian who's got a classic book called expulsion of the palestinians so there's there's lots of resources that can be accessed and as i said these things are quite often accessible online at websites like uh, palestinerememember.com and in terms of the nakba being a historic process uh, an ongoing process you know it's uh, there i of course recommend the website that i work for electronicintifada.net yeah, definitely. And th there's some added context uh, for Nakba Day this year, Asa, as it, it also happens not long after uh, uh, Israeli forces shot and killed uh, Palestinian journalist Shireen Abu Akhla, who worked for um, Al Jazeera. And uh, reportedly, this took place while she was covering uh, an Israeli raid on a refugee camp in the occupied West Bank here recently. And I mean, what's pretty wild 
wild. I mean, there have been videos that were showing that uh, these same Israeli occupation forces even attacked her funeral. And, and so uh, who who was uh, Shireen Abu Akhle, uh, uh, Asa? And, you know, uh, how do you sort of see this attack on journalists, uh, not just sort of Shireen? I feel like we've seen this um, over the years. Because when you discuss or describe the Nakba as an ongoing process, that's important because I think it can help people understand that Israel as an entity is an extermination project, right? That's why the displacement is so important. That's why this constant violence and mm. killing is so important. And another aspect of that is... um sort of skewing the narrative and not only putting out a, a false idea of why Israel itself exists and the actual dynamic uh, with the Palestinians, it also has made a point to attack, you know, anyone who seeks to give uh, a realistic record of what's actually happening there. And so the killing of Shireen Abu Akhla then just seems to be part and parcel of the same historic process, Asa. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, Shireen Abu Akhla then was a Palestinian journalist who worked for the uh, Arabic satellite channel Al Jazeera. You know, this um, it, it, one of the Arab world's most popular channels, news channels, twenty-four hour news channels, and she was covering Palestine on the ground since the late nineties, since nineteen ninety-seven, I believe. Um, and she was incredibly famous in the Arab world. She was somebody who was really a household name. Um, and, um, you know, she was someone who um, I've been reading people's accounts and people's remembrances of her. Um, and she was someone who really inspired um, journalists, especially a lot of young female journalists in Palestine who, 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 you know, young women in Palestine who wanted to become journalists. Um, and it's it's part and parcel of a long history of the Israelis killing Palestinian journalists because they don't want the truth to come out, essentially. We don't know exactly the circumstances of how they killed her. We don't know. I mean, Al Jazeera has described it as a deliberate killing. Um, you know, it, it, it's completely unambiguous. The Israelis killed her. You know, the Israelis have been claiming that um, it was, first of all, they claimed it was possible that the Israel, that um, a Palestinian fighter may have killed her by mistake. And then they later on, they sort of walked that back when it became clear that there was just so many eyewitnesses to the event. Um, that it's it's just simply not possible that that was the case. That it was it was unambiguous that it was the Israelis that did it. So we don't know at the moment whether it was a deliberate assassination or it was just the case of a whim of an individual Israeli soldier who decided to kill her in the moment just because, just because it was the 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 logic of settler colonialism. You know, as as you alluded to, that it's a it's. Zionism is an exterminationist project. It doesn't want the natives to live on the land. They wants to replace them with settlers. So um, it's just Israel's latest and most outrageous crime. You know, it's it's something that uh, is is quite extraordinary. You know, that they would kill such a high-profile journalist. It will. Um, it will. And we've seen all these massive protests in Palestine about it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, not only was the uh, killing of uh, Abu Akhle so brazen and and just uh, I, I think that just the epitome of the uh, irrational, illogical hatred and violence of the Zionist settler colonial uh, uh, process. But the way the funeral procession was brutally attacked is also an example of the ongoing dehumanization of the Palestinian people. But I think it's important to note that not just Palestinians, because this procession included people of all different faiths uh, who do exist in Palestine, and they were brutally beaten as they were carrying Shireen's coffin to be buried. What has been the uh, response or has any response been made to the assault on uh, Shireen's funeral funeral procession? Um, and, And what is to be expected in the days to come as the United States, it seems, uh, once again, seems powerless to respond in any way to uh, Israel's continued brutality against Palestinian people. Well, there has been quite a lot of response in terms of uh, condemnations. You know, even the the U.S. government and European governments have condemned the killing, and they there's been you know condemnations of the attacks on the funeral procession as well. But, uh, you know, in terms of the Americans and the Europeans, these are sort of toothless condemnations. You know, for example, the in the UK, the opposition leader, Keir Starmer, um, kind of he played into this Israeli idea that we don't know. He, he condemned those responsible. So he didn't explicitly condemn the Israelis. So it was uh, quite a, there there has been responses, but at the same time, they are, you know, they're calling for investigations into the killing. So it's really playing into the Israeli narrative where they say they're going to have an investigation. And these, they, they always put forward this idea of an investigation, but there's never any accountability because the investigations is just a way to really avoid accountability to kind of kick the can down the road uh, until when there's not so much attention on the issue um, and then dodging any kind of accountability. So I mean, I, when we saw these uh, funeral processions, it was a reminder of the the unity and the liberation struggle in Palestine because um, Shireen was uh, a Christian background. You know, there is, um, there's a large Palestinian Christian population, Christian background. Um, and um, so, you know, she was, she was buried and had the funeral rites um, in an Orthodox church by the look of it. Um, and, you know, we see, all this kind of unity in the in the struggle that there was Palestinian Muslims and Christians all marching together, and that it wasn't an issue of religion. It was about freedom from from uh, military occupation, oppression, racism, and colonialism. And and you know, it's a reminder of of just how um, just how Zionism is a form of racism and sectarianism because they were banning, trying to ban entry to Muslims 
to the uh, to the funeral procession when they were leaving from the hospital to take the cof- her coffin into 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 the funeral in in the church. So um, it is um, it's a you know we see the worst of it and the best of it really. Definitely. Well, we thank you so much, Asa, for joining us today. We're going to leave it there and move to a break here on By Any Means Necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. We'll be right back. So please stay with us. By Any Means Necessary. 